If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. On this week's show, the Battle of the Bridge ends level. United leave it late against the Saints. Klopp gets spiky after Liverpool draw and Man City find their ruthlessness again. This is the OTC Podcast Review Show. Hello and welcome back to the OTC podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter, Bradley Morris. How are you doing today, Brad? Yeah, good, bad. It's Sunday night. Going to feel exactly the same how I would any other Sunday night. Except for next week when I'm allowed to go home for a change. <laughs> yeah. It's been a very interesting weekend in the Premier League, as usual. We've had... Goals, yeah, games that have had many goals in it, uh, Man City and the Manchester United game, and then we've had the others that have barely had any in it. And the big talking point, or the big game we're going to look at uh, straight away is the game that's not long finished at Stamford Bridge, where Chelsea played Tottenham Hotspur, a game that finished nil-nil. Uh, what are your th- initial thoughts on the game? Oh, I mean, I've not long woken up. I was wondering if Tammy Abraham actually scored eventually. No, unfortunately not. He missed quite a few key chances there, for my liking. Yeah, I think there's at least two or three that he could have and maybe should have put away. But it's definitely going to be, I think, more frustrating for Chelsea that they got the point than uh, Jose Mourinho's side. I think Spurs definitely came in with the game plan of trying to set up for the draw and we'll have to play on the counter-attack. Chelsea did well in keeping uh, Harry Kane quiet throughout the game, I thought, considering how big in every game he's been so far. They managed to keep him really quiet. Um, Again, another clean sheet for Mendine Goal, who once again has proved to be uh, a very good buy for the Blues. Um, I mean, I'd argue he wasn't he got as, tested. Yeah, he wasn't tested as much as you think you would think he's going to be. Uh, nothing's changed at the top of the table in terms of positioning for either side. Spurs remain top on 21 points. Chelsea remain in third, two points behind the uh, Spurs. You gotta say though, Mourinho's got this side playing really well. Mm-hmm. Defeat this season has been the opening game of the season when they lost to Everton. Yeah. It was interesting so, after that. It was interesting after that opening game where we were saying, "Oh, this could be an awful, awful season for them," because they just looked so lethargic in that one. And now they, yeah, they've yeah. got themselves together. Now they're top. So, can't yeah, and playing 
really, really good football when they uh, when they're winning the games. I mean, yes, last week against Man City wasn't the best uh, Spurs performance, but they got a result and they're still top of the table after today's game. So definitely going to be uh, the happier of the bunch. Well, next up, you say happy the bunch. Reading his post-match comments is saying that he's so angry that they haven't come away with anything. Yeah, see that he said uh, he's going to be. He, he said will be angry with the performance, but then Roy Keane on Sky Sports literally said um, a few moments later, "That's the same uh, Spurs squad that were celebrating finishing sixth on the last day of last season and, and uh, getting European football." And like, he's not wrong there. I think deep down they'll be happy with the point because, like you said, they didn't really test Mendy that much. Yeah, and, uh, but the less said from me about Roy Keane asking team not to celebrate minuscule achievements, the better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think Tottenham will. They should be happy about taking the point away from home against a team yeah. that potentially are in with them in the title race. So I can't see how they can be too upset by it. No. I think... Looking at the game, I think a point's a fair outcome of the game, really. I think Spurs, for me, did enough to warrant the victory of the three points. So I think a point shared is correct. Elsewhere in the weekend, uh, there was controversy at the Amex Stadium as Brighton played Liverpool in a game that would finish one apiece. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool side uh, thought they took the lead after 34 minutes thanks to Mohamed Salah, but his goal was disallowed by VAR. However, just after the hour mark, Diogo Jota scored for Jurgen Klopp's side, continuing his impressive form since joining the Reds in the summer. Uh, seven minutes from time, they thought they scored again, Liverpool, this time through Sadio Mane. Again, VAR ruled it out, and then in stoppage time, Bright awarded a penalty. And it was uh, Pascal Gross who scored it, blasting the ball right down the middle, uh, giving Alisson no chance whatsoever. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Well, Clark was a bundle of laughs. <laughs> but, again, how different is that Brighton penalty to what Villa had ruled out last week? That's the thing. It's one of them where, it's, this is, for me, there wasn't, anything in that to give it a penalty? Well, I'd I say, actually, it, it is. You know, clearly, he's giving you a kick on the foot, and I'm going to stay there after that. Well, mm. Both of them are pens. Both of them are penalties. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't give this one this week, but not the Villa one last week, or if they did it vice versa. You've got to, there's just the, no consistency in what's happening with these decision makings like we said the other day in the preview show they're just the officials aren't giving us a consistent basis with the decision making he may have got the ball but he's also kicked his ankle off standing with Danny Welvick he didn't get injured yes he is very uh, lucky there uh, point sees Liverpool stay in second, level on points with Spurs, but behind by seven goals. Uh, the result of Brighton goals. leaves them 
go on. So I'm going to go on to Carter. <laughs> well, why? Well, that, that's one of the most amazing post-match interviews I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean... Was he wrong? <sighs> nah. I think he's... Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Both of them are right. Crocs right. And Des Kelly? Yeah. Des Kelly. It was Des Kelly. He, interview. He's not wrong either. But is it? Yeah, Klopp can go about this in a, a different route. He, he's obviously... After that game, he's livid. He sees his team yeah. has just been almost robbed. He's going to go after the easy target, and who's that? The broadcaster that he's getting interviewed. Mm, yeah, but he makes the right points. It's just, oh yeah, it's, it is the Premier League he needs to be going for. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that analogy. And, Elsewhere in the Premier and, League, and, 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 just to stick with this, Kelly, we're both. Well, you, you're you more than me. I'm your budding journalist. One point mm-hmm. or Des Kelly's completely in the right to defend the broadcaster and ask him those questions. Oh yeah. Going into that interview, he knows Klopp is furious and he's gonna potentially go off on one if you ask him a certain question that would spark that reaction. Yeah. They know they they know what they're doing. They're not the rea- yeah. He he's done he's been a reporter for many years, Des Kelly, and he will know what questions are going to get the best answers out of a manager or a player and the best reaction so he's obviously going to ask the questions that not everyone's going to enjoy asking and then people will be uh, questioning him oh why is he asked this question but it gets people talking about the game talking about Klopp's reaction and whether they think it's right or wrong and it gets BT uh, or any other broadcaster that uh, sees it the views so he's got every right to ask the type of questions that he did. Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> yes. Elsewhere in the Premier League uh, today, Manchester United came from 2-0 down to beat Southampton 3-2 at St. Mary's. The Saints <laughs> took the lead thanks to... Then again, we can skip. <laughs> <laughs> Jan Bednarek and uh, James Ward-Prowse opened the Scoring for the Saints, uh, Ward Prowse with an excellent free kick again. Uh, at halftime, Solskjaer made two changes, taking off uh, David De Gea, who sustained an injury, and Mason Greenwood. And it was Edison Cavani who came on and had a massive impact in the game. Uh, first setting up the goal for Bruno Fernandes to pull it back. He then scored one himself with 16 minutes left, and he scored the winner in stoppage time, thanks to a Marcus Rashford assist. Good comeback result, you got to say, for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side, considering how poor they were in the first half. Yeah, I guess, uh, vintage man, you had it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was Cavani that start? The weird thing, the weird thing, yeah, I think that's going to be a question nowadays. I, I think that was a perfect game for him to have started, I think. I mean, he might have gone on to score three or four goals if he had started and it might not have been such a pressure in added time to try and find the winner and I think definitely recently he's started to look more 
gelled already into this Manchester United team and it doesn't look like it's going to be as bad as um, when they signed uh, Radamel Falcao on loan for that season. You say he's gelling in, but that's just Cavani's striker's instincts and his movement and how good he is at yeah. getting in the right areas. It's just what you expect from your striker. Yeah, and especially someone who has uh, that much experience as he does in in the, around the goal area. Um, it's going to be. I'm not too sure what the extent of uh, De Gea's injury is at all. Um, I don't think it's been mentioned as to uh, what happened uh, with him, but. Uh, it looks like he could be out of the Champions League game against PSG during the week. So that will give a chance for a uh, youngster, Dean Henderson, to step up and fill the gloves. Um, the result of Man United moves them up to seven po- uh, seventh place. Sorry, not seven points, seventh place. And two points off a Champions League spot whilst okay. the Saints stay in fifth. That's a copy because well done, you finally got out of Villa for a change. <laughs> I mean, you have got, you've got, you still got a game in hand over us. I mean, that is tomorrow's game against West Ham, but still, I'll take as I'll take it as uh, I can. Uh, the other big game, well, not big game, but uh, another impressive result saw Manchester City put five past Burnley. Uh, Riyad Mahrez hat trick, Benjamin Mendy and Ferran Torres with the goals for Pep Guardiola side. Both teams had goals ruled out late on for uh, disallowed by VAR Gabriel Jesus with one for the citizens. Um, I've, oh, I mean, I said it on the preview show on uh, you called it the Friday that Man City could score four or five past uh, Burnley, and I just had a feeling that this would be the game that Pep would got his team playing. And got to say, it was a very impressive uh, performance from Maris. Of all uh, the players, it's him again. Showing that he's almost slightly underrated. Is that right? It's he's one in this city team. I think he's underrated, but as a player, I don't think on a whole. I think he's rated highly. Do you think him out of this Man City team can't be the best player in another club, or he can have mm. the same effect? No, I think if he was. Yeah, if he was still at uh, Leicester or at a like an Everton, he would be like uh, the best player in the team without a shadow of a doubt. But I think because he's surrounded by world class players, we sometimes uh, don't see how good of a performance he can put in unless he does all the work himself, like he did. Uh, the so result just, moves Man City. Just, just, Go on. Just, he gets in Leicester's current team, then. I think he does. Is he the best player in that team? Mm, um, I don't know whether you'd put him ahead of uh, how well T. Elements is doing. And he's always consistent. Yeah, he's consistent with this sort of performance. Um, mm. You would say so. But, no, I don't think he's doing enough to say he'd be the best in a Leicester team. I know, I think it's either Vardy or Teddy Yeah, Teddy Um Elsewhere in the weekend, Everton uh, 
played Leeds United and it was Marcelo Bielsa's side that would go on to win the game 1-0 thanks to a Rafinha goal 10 minutes from time. Um, a bit of a shock really considering um, how both team seasons were going. You would have thought Everton would have won that game. I think looking at it we both said it could be a very entertaining game. Uh, one that either side could have won and uh, it was Leeds that were the more clinical of the two sides. Is that clinical? Clinical's struggling with 23 shots and they've scored once. Yeah, I mean, clinic, maybe clinical wasn't the right the word for it. The questions don't get asked when you're winning. No. When you're, not, when you're not winning, then you look at the stats and go, oh, oh we've got to score it. Yeah, but it proves once again, though, uh, Everton, another game without Luca Digne and the struggle in uh, defence. I mean, when he was suspended the other week after he got sent off, uh, they struggled in defensively. And again, this weekend, they struggled to look as comfortable as they have done uh, in previous games this season. I mean, having a back three of Holgate, Godfrey is really kind of um, it doesn't really assure you that much does it yeah the back line is the weak part of their their team by an absolute mile yeah Um, the other game on Saturday it was the late one saw West Bromwich Albion play Sheffield United in the game at the bottom of the table and it was the home side that won thanks to a Conor Gallagher goal we applaud them as well. They fought in line as a win in the Premier League. Yes. Uh, the result moves the baggies out of the relegation zone, uh, a point ahead of Burnley, and it leaves Sheffield United rooted bottom to the table with one point from their opening 10 games. Uh, not the Poor thriller. Poor Sheffield United. No more. Yeah. You've got to say. Oh, it's not looking bleak already, is it? Surely. I, I think it is. I think they've had their one season phenomenon, and now it's just going to be just harsh time for them this season. I just looking at how close the rest of the league is. So from like sixteenth above, I think I just don't see them catching up to Brighton. And then staying up. I think they've go on. They're almost giving the 2015-16 Aston Villa team a run for their money in terms of how shite they have been this season. Yeah, I mean, thinking back to that Aston Villa squad in 2015 16. One point in December? Yeah, at this rate, they could be on course to level Derby County. I think they were bottom with me. They were bottom. bottom. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because they finished the season on 11 points, if I remember correctly, back that season. But, yeah, it is a poor performance, again, from Chris Wilder's side. This was definitely the chance for them to start their season, like we said in the previous show. But as we also said, we don't expect... Chris Wilder to be any under any managerial pressure of losing his job, but you never know in the game of football. It is definitely 
interesting to see what does happen, say, if by Easter um, they've already been relegated because they can't mathematically stay up. Do they decide to move on from uh, Wilder or do they keep him for another season in the Championship? Um, just, to, just, just for buying, this is where Sheffield United fans actually should know the pissed. Because I've just looked it up, Derby starts. Derby, at this point, had a whopping six points. Oh, wow. And they had, so this... they had their, own, their only win that season. They had it at this point. Wow. How many Sheffield goals have they conceded? I've no idea. They're looking at it. They got smashed a few times. <laughs> mm. Points was Sheffield are having a worse start than Derby. Wilder's days may be numbered if they look at that stat. Yeah. If they take that into consideration, you've got to say Wilder's days could be behind him. And we know one man will be celebrating. Who? Yeah, God, people getting the champagne. True. He will be celebrating like a rad man. Uh, The only other game that we've had full-time results on so far was took place on Friday night as Crystal Palace played host Newcastle and it was Steve Bruce's side that went away with the three points scoring two late goals thanks to Callum Wilson and Joe Linton both setting up each other for their goals. Um, Very good result for uh, Steve Bruce's side. Uh, I think they could have had a lot more goals than they did but Three points to thoroughly deserved, you've got to say. It set the time for the weekend when Joel Linson's fucking scoring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's when just, he's scoring, something's put, definitely wrong. And let's just put this out there on this podcast, because bloody Newcastle fans, how dare you expect something of your team? Oh, yeah. How dare you? Look look at your close position. How dare you complain? Fucking <laughs> okay, Danny Murphy, what's he on about? Oh, sympathise so much your Newcastle fans because we told them this when Steve Bruce Sandra, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get yeah. told. You know, there's some of the mass hysteria they don't want. They're just, no. Like, never happy. Like, fuck off. <laughs> mm. This the is the exact same period we went for. The same period. Yeah. Victory, though, for the Magpies moves them above Palace into 14th place in this uh, table. Level on points with West Ham, Leeds and Arsenal, who the Gunners who are currently playing against Wolverhampton. And the live checking on the score is currently nil-nil. Elsewhere in the world of football, uh, Barcelona played Osasuna and Los Blancos won at 4-0 thanks to Messi, Philip Coutinho, Antoine Griezmann and Martin Braithwaite with the oh, goals. Hold on. What did you call them? <laughs> I've did blow, oh, dear. Oh, dear. oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I've actually just done that. Well, thank God for our cigarette in Spanish because... <laughs> oh my God. You have just had many Barcelona fans, if they're listening to this, throw their iPads or phones away from them. We can edit that. They've just turned off now. That well done. We can edit this, can't we? Can we edit? No, this is exactly. 
You deserve to be shameless. It's because I'm, I'm think, I was thinking too, so far in my head that I was talking. I was going to talk about the Real Madrid game before the Barcelona game because it happened the day before. Anyway, um, the Blaugrana won four nil. Good, excellent goal from uh, Antoine. Oh, we get to fifty. Messi. <laughs> and um, Messi did a lovely tribute after his goal, uh, revealing a new old boy's um, shirt with the Maradona's old number and did the Maradona's celebration after the Argentinian passed away last week. Mm. Lord, you're going to start uh, Napoli for a second. No. Uh, elsewhere in the Liga, Real Madrid lost to Alaves 2 1. Lucas Perez penalty and a Hosselu goal separated the two sides, though. Los Blancos, get it this time, uh, scored in the 86th minute thanks to Casemiro. Yes, I was one of the Catalan giants. <laughs> uh, again, a result like that for Real Madrid is extremely poor, and the amount of penalties they're conceding in their last three or four games, I think that might be up to six now that they've conceded in the league alone. I think questions have definitely got to be asked about Zidane and why they're giving away so many penalties because it's incredible the amount that they've given away. Like I said, I think it's been six in their last four games now, so it's not looking good for Zinedine Zidane's side. Elsewhere in the world of football in Germany, Bayern Munich uh, remained top of the Bundesliga after beating Stuttgart 3-1 goals from Douglas Costa, Robert Lewandowski and Kingsley Komen gave Hansi Flick's side the three points whilst fellow league rivals Borussia Dortmund lost 2-1 to Cologne. The away side scored a brace thanks to Elias Schiri whilst Torgen Hazard uh, scored in the 74th minute for Lucien Favre's side. Elsewhere in the world of football, Sunderland have parted away with manager Phil Parkinson after just 13 months in charge. The the Black Cats currently sit just outside the playoffs in League One and uh, drew to Fleetwood Town on Friday 1-1. There's been no uh, names thrown about at the minute and for me it was quite a bit of a shock to see Parkinson get the sack realistically I don't know about you, what you your thoughts are on the situation I mean haven't Sunderland mm. fans been through enough <laughs> just, mm. just like that club has fallen so far it's it's quite drastic how bad they've fallen over the last few years um, a bit of sad news uh, that's came out in the last hour or so and that is former Senegalese Fulham and West Ham uh, player Papa Bube Diop has sadly passed away at the age of 42 years old following a long illness it was announced by Senegalese press earlier on today. Many will remember Diop for his uh, spell with Senegal in the 2002 World Cup when he scored their first ever goal in a World Cup. And was part of a Fulham side to have played in the Premier League uh, in the early 2000s and 
he was a very good player and underrated and our thoughts go out to his family and close ones at this sad time. We've also had FA Cup second round action this weekend and Marine in the eighth tier of English football, I think we said they were. Uh, the lowest remaining side in the competition have advanced to the third round after beating Cavett and Waterlooville 1-0 thanks to a 120th minute winner by Niall Cummins to set the side through to their first ever third round. you got to say, uh, something like that is just amazing story. It's, it's, even just the finances that they're going to get from this is phenomenal for the club. It's it's as you pointedly say, uh, the end of recording last week, when you gave your opinions on the FA Cup, it's the romance of the competition that you hate. Care to explain this one? I think over the last few years, it's lost its entertainment for the bigger sides. For me, I think the early rounds of it, it's very good for the non-league sides when they beat teams in like League 1 and 2, but the further you get in the competition, I think the more predictable it gets. And that's what bores me, really. And that's why I'm not really that interested in the FA Cup. Uh, uh, my mind, FA Cup third round weekend is the best weekend in the English football calendar. So, Well, we have just over... And the third round draw is... Just over... And the third round draw is the most tense thing I watch all year. <laughs> <laughs> you can say you, you, uh, you have dramas like the crown turn away or about the third round rule <laughs> um, the third round rule will be coming up in a it's next it is tomorrow it is uh, Monday depending Monday, on when you're listening to this yeah. uh, yes and the ties will be played in early January if I remember correctly, third round draw is usually in January. Yes, so it's the first, first week of January. Yeah, so it'll be definitely one for those to look out for, especially Marine fans to see who yeah. they get, hopefully. And it was a chance to Chorley as well, also got for him. Yes. Peter, right? Actually, it's a chance for Stevenage as well, but second bottom from League Two, beating Hall City. Of League One. Yes, yeah, so that was a very good result for uh, Stevenage, winning 6-5 on penalties. Uh, Starkport County beating Yeovil Town is another big result of the weekend. Though hopefully another low league, uh, uh, another low league side can get through tomorrow as Canvey Island take on Boreham Wood at quarter to eight. Uh, Monday, if you're listening to it, yeah. I was well, I'm recording, it's uh, Sunday. I would say more than late seems the better. Mm, it should definitely bring up some excitement. Um, in Scotland, there's been some protests in the last few hours at uh, Celtic Park after Celtic uh, lost again. Uh, no, sorry, they didn't lose. Did yes, they, they did lose. lose. Or did they... they did lose. They lost 2 0 to Ross County. In the Scottish Cup, was it? In, in the Scottish League Cup, it was their first cup defeat in 35 games. Wow. Yes, 2-0, uh, Alexandra Lacovetti and Ross Stewart, not Rod, Ross Stewart, uh, 
gave uh, Ross County Ross the Stewart's winner. Ross Stewart's boys. <laughs> that would be very uh, funny to see Rod Stewart playing football. Um, but yeah, there's been protests uh, in the last few hours from Celtic fans wanting Neil Lennon to be gone now after uh, a poor start to the league t- season, which is uh, in second place behind Rangers by 11 points. And uh, on Thursday night, they got knocked out of the uh, Europa League after losing. Uh, was it? I've forgotten who they played now. I think it's Sparta Prague. Yes, uh, consecutive four-one losses, if I can remember correctly, to them. So they finished bottom of their group, or are at bottom of the group with one point, and it is impossible for them to qualify. Um, take the direction of all the Celtic fans at the minute wanting uh, Neil Lennon to be sacked. And the man's job's untenable. Mm. He will be a gunner very soon, or they will drag him out of their person. Yeah, he'll be one of them where you'll see. If he doesn't get the sack, they'll drag him out by the collar and. Uh... He is a, a bit of a legend to them as well, in, in a way. So if he has, yeah. I guess, the same perspective, I can see him walking. I don't know whether he will do that. That's the thing, I don't know. He probably didn't get any of his post-match stuff from Thursday. The man's only broken. Mm. Like, the, like the man's waiting for it. No, it's just like, just put him out of his misery. Yeah. Um, not too much else has happened in the world of football. Um, we haven't had the craziness of the MLS because that starts tonight in the semi-finals of the conferences. Um international break in the women's football uh congratulations to france who uh on friday night qualified for the euros in 2022 that will be in england um spain are on the brink of joining them as well in the euros after they won 10 nil on friday and uh as we mentioned in the preview show uh the netherlands women uh, replayed uh the US and it was the US that would go on to beat victors winning 2-0 thanks to Rose Lavelle and Christy Mewis with the goal. Now over to you Brad for this end segment that you have lined up for me. Yes, nice, no, light end to our show. But I'm going to give you three scenarios. Basically this is almost like would you rather. So your okay. options, would you rather a regular first team player that is loved by the fans and you are on 2k a week at Wimbledon. Okay. Second choice, would you rather be a rotational first team player where the fans are pretty content with you? You're on 20k a week at Southampton. Right. And now for the, the interesting one. You are failing to make the bench. You are absolutely despised by the fans. You are on 150k a week at the Catalan guards that are Real Madrid. So would it rather be Gareth? Would you bring <laughs> so would would I, be Gareth? Bale? So would it basically be Bale? Yeah. Um, I saw. I saw Mario this on Twitter. I thought Mayu this, at Southampton. This, I thought it was Twitter. I thought oh, this is actually quite an interesting topic. But what I bring up. And just before you give answer, I know, I think I know exactly where you're going. 
I have seen this uh, question a few weeks back, actually. Um, obviously, everyone would love to be the court hero at a club uh, like Wimbledon. Uh, nothing wrong with them. Two grand a week, obviously, you can survive on, as many people do survive on that and or less. Um, two, grand, two grand a week is £100. Next one. So, yeah, it's not, not to, nothing to complain about. Um, next one you said was a rotational player. Fans are neither here nor there with me, and I'm on 20 grand a week, was that? You're basically small Smallburn. Uh, and you live in I do. I did. Sorry, not do. I did live in Southampton. Um, again, Southampton, great club. I've always held that little something there for them. I've always liked them uh, since the Nigel Adkin days. Um, wouldn't be too bad. Twenty grand a week. Can't complain. I'm getting minutes here and there. And then the third option was on one. Project yeah, Project Bale, hated by the fans and not really getting game time. Um, For me, I'd happily take the Southampton one. Very interesting. I genuinely thought you were going to go with the rail. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know what I just thought. Well, on a 50k week, I'll take it. No, I mean, yeah, obviously, everyone would say, oh, 150k a week, anyone would take it, but... What's the point of being a professional footballer if I'm not getting picked and the fans don't like me? Okay, the fans might not look to you as a 20k footballer, but at least you're actually playing profession rather than just sat there doing nothing. What would you do in this situation? Oh, I'm I'm Wimbledon. I'm down. I am will happily sit on 2k a week. Someone like Wimbledon, with history, beginning. It may not be recent, but. It's still technically mm. Make you a first team player And I'm a, I'm a cult hero okay. Any other scenarios you got for me this week? Or? I've got nothing else That is all I saw Okay, uh, I think that's all we have time for This week, uh, nothing else It is, it makes a difference talking for Yeah um, Nice short one for once uh, We'll be back later on in the week To have a look towards the weekend's games and have a look back at uh, the Champions League um, fixture. Um, oh yes, before we do finish, uh, Predictions League. Oh, um, I forget. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're both having a poor week. Um, I'm the only one to have scored points, getting two points for uh, predicting Man United would win and Barcelona would win. Um, you're on nothing at the minute. Um Poor week, but we did say we did expect that considering the amount of two-one results we uh, had gone for. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> I'm basically the Burnley <laughs> right now. Yeah. Let's I, hope. I'm, uh, I'm relying on Napoli next to do week. Me <laughs> yes. Well, it's currently nil-nil in their game against Roma, though we've only played. 13 minutes um we'll be back later on in the week hopefully we can do better in our predictions there and obviously if there's any news that happens between now and then we will let you know on the show and of course we will have a look back at how the english sit on in you i uh, hope you have enjoyed listening to us again as usual if you're watching uh, listening on youtube don't forget to like comment and subscribe
subscribe and if you're listening anywhere else make sure you subscribe so you never miss a podcast and follow us on our twitter page and our facebook page and it's a uh, goodbye from me and goodbye from brad apologies on behalf of my co-host to ramjid fans goodbye. yes